Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Enjoy the Book of Life. We're here with the purpose to inspire and to equip Christians for their time in the Word of God. Today, our episode is all about, uh, or falls under the category of tips and tricks when it comes to Bible study. And I'm joined with friend and fellow Bible student, Christian Kabanda. We're going to be covering the four basic Bible study tools um, to this week, and then we'll cover two more next week. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into uh, our first episode and learn some equipping tools on how to enjoy the book of life. Christian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I my name is Christian Cabanda Mijico, and uh, I currently live in Georgia, uh, in the Savannah area, um, where I'm currently living with my wife, uh, Abigail. We've been married for now close to 10 months. Um, so, um, now that doesn't sound uh, we, like a Georgia <laughs> accent. Uh, yes, definitely not. Uh, Georgian accent is definitely much better than mine. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I was born and raised in uh, Rwanda. Uh, so lived there pretty much most of my life. Moved here uh, in 2011, where I came for studies, went to community college and then a few couple of years later, transferred to Mississippi State, uh, where I met you and your family. And actually, that's where I also became a Christian, a believer in the Lord Jesus and became saved. Yeah. So, and I guess you know the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And hopefully we'll, we'll get into some of that too. Uh, not just uh how how we met and everything but your testimony maybe we can we can have a whole little episode just on that that'd be great absolutely happy to to share yeah yeah um so today we're going to look at really the bible study method that that um we used in mississippi which is where uh we met and um one of the things I like to kind of preface this with, whenever I present this talk of, of rigorous study in the word, is that um, in no way should this minimize our dependence on the Holy Spirit. So whenever we're doing Bible study, uh, we need to make sure that uh, we're it's very clear in our own minds that he's our teacher, uh, that any, any truth that we receive, any, anything that we learn is from the Holy Spirit. He, he's the one who inspired it, wrote it, uh, and preserved it, and teaches it. And so uh, I, just as we, we look at that, and, and there will be more episodes looking at that specifically and, and how we can um, 
prepare our own hearts uh, for instruction from the Holy Spirit. But I, I think it's important when we talk about Bible study that Bible study isn't the same as studying physics or poetry or, you know, literature, be, because we do have a supernatural teacher uh, and the word is alive. And so I, I think all that that's important just right off the get-go before um, we go into too much of kind of the, the strategies, um, because sometimes people get this idea that if we're talking about these strategies, that that's really what does it. Um, and so I, I think that's an important preface to what we're looking at. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Now, going into this next idea, I think Christianity in itself is an education, right? If, if we're going to take Christianity seriously, we will grow in, in knowledge, grow in understanding. Um, I don't think it's limited to that, of course, um, as we were just talking about. I, I don't think, again, Bible study should be viewed as an intellectual or Christianity should be viewed as purely intellectual. But there is, uh, in a sense, this, this education. The, the Bible is God's revelation of himself. And so by studying it, we're learning in the same way over the last 10 months, you've been learning more about your wife, right? It's been an education. Now, most of us wouldn't use that terminology, but it is, right? And so as, again, it's not, the Bible isn't a textbook, right? But it, it's a way to get to know a person, uh, God. And so in the same way, we learn about our loved ones by spending time with them. Um, and, and it's, it's fun to find those little details, you know, and, and to notice things so that you can get the right gift or do the right thing that they'll ap appreciate. And, and so I think Bible study needs to be viewed kind of through that lens. Um, even though the strategies we're going to talk about might seem quite structured, I think the end result, this idea of, of learning, um, about God, um, and, and moving in that direction is uh, an important perspective uh, so that we don't get off track to where we're thinking this is all just, you know, fun, fun facts for trivia night. Yeah, absolutely. That can, that can easily creep into a, a Bible study um, if you have a program like that. And while it's a great uh, way to approach Bible study, but it also can be um just motions and it can be okay we we do this we do this and then step one two three four and we, we're out of here we have cookies and go home and so you have to really you know after a few sessions you have to evaluate okay are we growing are we seeing any are we having questions arising because of this study because you go when you have a study you definitely going to have questions you are your heart is gonna especially for a new believer or an unbeliever they are gonna have need they're gonna have questions and that's how you know that your bible study the bible study you're having the spirit is uh you know planting seeds is you know 
making those uh, you know is is knocking at the door at the of at people's hearts. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, and those are good points. Seeing almost um, uh, doing that self evaluation, and not not almost self, mm -hmm. but like you were saying, the spirit is working, communing with our spirit, right? And and we're going to feel that that um, grow, growing pains almost, right? Mm -hmm. Where where we're being pushed. So, yeah, that's those are mm -hmm. great points. Um, and I like how you said to evaluate after a few sessions, because I think as you're going, it needs to stay fresh. And like you're saying that, that there's a tendency, right? The, almost like a downward uh, tendency. And so we do, we need to keep it fresh and, and um, put little checks in there, yeah. Yeah, there, there. I think most people, especially people in the world, in the world as as people who don't really acknowledge God for who He is, they get it wrong. They think the Bible is the most boring thing to study. You know, it's just a, a story that's just never changes, never. But there is nothing actually. There is everything that has to do with God. The Bible, His Word, is ex exciting the most exciting thing you can have because it's an endless learning resource it's an endless you know uh mystery that's being revealed the more we get to know again learning about that person the author of the bible god himself so it's it's the most exciting thing to do and the, the moment you just step in the bible it's the that's the, the first step and the mo that first leap of faith say i'm going to study the bible is um the most rewarding thing because it just leads you to a path that is you all almost always excellent unless we yeah the person chooses to rebel and say you know this is enough for this but the lord is always full of excitement and surprises and life-changing experiences i think one of the best testimonies for the bible study we had here was how excited the people were to be there and newcomers would be so surprised we're at friday evening in a college town you know it's like the the most exciting place to be was studying the bible and uh and people who showed up were like you know what is going on here and so uh, I, I love the the passion that you just communicated there, uh, because mm -hmm. it, again, I think it was a, a great testimony. Mm. So, so let's jump into what um, kind of what I call the basic tools. Uh, if you have a toolbox, um, the, everyone has the same kind of tools, right? Uh, you've got a hammer, a tape measure, uh, a level, and no matter it, what you do you you need certain basic tools now if you're a plumber you're going to have some different specialty tools than a carpenter uh they're they're going to have different needs and different tools but they're still going to have those basic tools whether you're a plumber or a carpenter you're going to have a tape measure and so uh when looking at bible study 
there are some basic tools and and these are the things that I would encourage anyone to use no matter where you are in the scriptures. Now, as we go to different scriptures, we do need specialty tools, right? Just like the plumber needs his specialty tools and the carpenter needs his. When I'm in the poetry sections, I'm going to need different tools than when I'm in the legal book of Romans, right? Because we, by their own uh, format, the, the genre of literature that we have, they're going to need different approaches, right? We, we don't read poetry the same as a legal document, right? Uh, and so we shouldn't read Psalms or study the Psalms just like uh, we study the book of Romans. And so maybe in future episodes, we'll look at the different genres and, and some of the specialty tools needed. But this is kind of the, these are the basic tools. These are the tools everyone should have in their toolbox. And I like these because um, these four, no matter where you go, wherever you're reading, whatever you want to study, jump in with these four and it'll do you some good. Um, so number one is uh, what I call word analysis. Okay. Now that's just a fancy word or fancy phrase for saying, uh, look for repeated, important, unexpected words, phrases, and ideas. Um, just as you're reading, certain words will be repeated all the way through the text. Some words will just pop out, right? It may be only mentioned once or twice, but you can tell this is a core idea. This is important. Or sometimes as you're reading, something's a little unexpected and, uh, it's, wait a minute, why did he say this and not that, right? Well, why did he phrase it this way? And so th this is the first one, is uh, word analysis. So mm -hmm. with repeated words, and just a, a few things uh, on these three ideas, with repeated words, sometimes you can see the repeated words change through the text. And this often indicates a shift in thought, right? So he's talking all about life and death. You see life, mm -hmm. death, life, death, all the way through. And then all of a sudden those words disappear, mm -hmm. right? And you, right. Oh, you, you notice that and you say, wait a second, something's going on here, right? What's mm -hmm. his thought flow here? So that, that's a kind of a handy tool there. Definitely, yeah. Um, you notice that and that's one, one way to start you know, I guess that's what, how the Bible can be, studying the Bible by itself can be exciting if you're, you know, you're using that approach, word analysis. And one thing I've learned to appreciate is that, so the Bible is carefully written and you can tell this is not just man who, a man or who came and just wrote things, you know, uh, poetry out of just nowhere this was the holy spirit detailing things and i've learned to appreciate that where every word is placed the re every why is this word here every word is in the bible carefully placed there because if everything was written if everything was uh john said if if he could say everything that the lord jesus had done not nothing no manuscript could contain every all the, the deeds that he did but he carefully wrote the book of john 
placing each word because it needed to be there. So I appreciate that uh, as I'm reading, I, I, I always wonder why is this mentioned? Why are, are they talking about this person in this way and why, you know, so this character and why is this word repeated? Uh, we've been reading in Second uh, Peter lately and in chapter one, and this is a slow Bible study that we're doing, that you notice how he continues to talk about knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. And, and then later he's starting to say, okay, on these, supplement your knowledge with this and this and this. So those repeated words are starting to disappear and then start, you know, then you start seeing remind, remember, I want to remind you, I want you to remember, I don't want you to forget. And you're like, okay, so there is a pattern you're seeing. So when you're studying the Bible, it started becoming exciting as you, you notice those things. So word analysis is an excellent tool. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, it's I, I put it as the first one. I don't think any of these four have to be done in a certain order, but I think it's the easiest starting point for someone as you're reading a text to make sure we flip the switch, right? Put our thinking caps on and start to look for those. And then as, as those things rise to the surface, it lends itself to the next steps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we had repeated, and I, I like the examples that you gave there. Um, and then we talked about important words. Sometimes they're only mentioned once, but very often it's a central idea. It's a strong idea. And the surrounding verses all reach back to it. The, the verses preceding it point towards it and the verses following it point back to it. And so looking for those uh, sorts of words, uh, even though it might be only mentioned once, you can tell that and this is why I say repeated, important, and unexpected words, phrases, and ideas. Because sometimes the word doesn't repeat or or doesn't um, fill the passage, but that idea does. And so and that's kind of that again that next step where we need to make sure our thinking caps on to to identify. Okay, he doesn't say, and I'm again, I'm going back to the life and death through Colossians two and three, all the way through that you see this idea of life, death, life, death. But sometimes he talks about something was buried or risen, right? And it's the same idea, mm. but it's not the same word. And, and so we need to make sure we're keeping our eyes open for that as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, um, analyzing and sometimes maybe taking um, like a paragraph and then just, you know, think about it, you know, think about the theme and whether there, whether there are words that are repeated or not, but also the theme ar around it. And uh, I found also that I think I learned it from you, like, you know, you would tell, okay, you know, we would go through a book maybe after several months. And the one way you would help us to understand, to, to remember those books, like Romans, for instance, that's, that's what I can think of. You would say, okay, how do you, after we studied all this, maybe, you, I mean, maybe you're able to memorize, but if you can memorize everything, how do you learn about the book? 
you learn about the theme of each of each chapter. What is the main theme? So and even going back and then look at the paragraphs and, and then say, okay, there is a theme. This is a theme, life and death, life and death, you know, knowledge and uh, forgetfulness and uh, um, things like that. You know, um, I think that that can help the Bible student to capture those essential things. Yeah, in good. The, in a kind of word, yeah. It, it's a, a lot of times after a study, you've got all this information, but it's all hanging. Yeah. Right. You're it's right. all Great. It, all in the ether and it's not all linked. And so finding that central idea is like putting up the, the framing of the house and, and then you can start attaching things to it. And slowly over time, uh, it, you, you have a roadmap uh, essentially through it. Mm. Now, the last one was, is the unexpected words, phrases, and ideas. And this is my favorite. It, it's very often, it, it's hard to see because especially in passages you're more familiar with, right? If I'm familiar with the verse or a, a chapter or something like that, and I'm reading it, my brain is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah right? Oh, yeah. And then this verse and then this. But then sometimes it's like, wait, hang on a second. Like, why that? Why use that verse? Why use that quotation? That doesn't seem to fit. One of the biggest examples for me of this was I was going through Hebrews. And Hebrews 1 is all about Jesus is God right? It draws from the Old Testament, all these quotations, um, a big idea, Jesus is God. Get into the next chapter, chapter two, Jesus is man, right? This is the big theme. Well, in chapter two, he said, he quotes, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you uh, visit him, thou has made him a little lower than the angels, thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. And I thought, no, no, no. That is a, that little part is supposed to be in chapter one, this idea of him being crowned with glory and honor. It, you know, the, the first part made him a little lower than the angels. That goes great with the rest of Hebrews too, right? This idea he becomes man, talks about his suffering, his death, his, the linking with his brethren, that all fits, but this idea of crowned with glory and honor, no, that, that belongs in Hebrews 1, right? And so I had this, this red flag that said, no, that's unexpected, right? Now, this goes back to what you were saying, that the Spirit of God who wrote it, he placed each word, each phrase, everything right where it's supposed to be. So when that's unexpected, that raises that question so that we can dive in and study some more and find why it's like that, right? And the, that's why it's it's so spectacular, right? Yeah, and, and that also, uh, in, in the Bible student obviously doesn't necessarily have to figure out, okay, why is it there? But they can use that, uh, those questions, you know, they can leave a big question mark or some 
uh, exclamation point in, the, in their Bible, like, okay, I'm going to come back to this. I need to ask someone who's well mature, I guess, well learned in the, in the spiritual things to, okay, what, what does this mean? And that's how the Bible, be, studying the Bible becomes more uh, ex excellent and exciting. Um, so finding those things that are nuggets, you know, in the Bible that can make the, the studying the Bible exciting. And it's not, again, it's not also like, okay, I found my hobby. I need to find a hobby. No, it's um, those things, learning those things just changes your life. It, because it changes your life because you are learning about the God uh, who is uh, endless and who is uh, uh, wonderful, who loves us, who cares for us, and who has all these great attributes, and who really cares, who wants us to know him. And so those are great points you're, you're, you're mentioning. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and uh, what I mentioned with the Hebrews too, I think mm -hmm. it was about four years before my question mark went away because <laughs> when I was originally studying them, it kind of hung there. And I was like, I have, what, why is this here? And I didn't get an answer to that for probably four years where um, I was reading a book, which I'd like to do a resource review on a, another episode, a, a set of books by CH Waller. And he shows, he takes it from Hebrews and pulls it back to the where it was quoted from in Psalm chapter eight. And then he goes back even further to the purpose of man, the destiny of man, right? Back in Genesis one, where God says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and he will have dominion. So he says, here's man, he's gonna have dominion. But then man falls right? And Christ, when he comes back as a man, or when he is incarnated as a man, he not only redeems men from their sin, but he redeems the destiny of men, because he's the perfect man. And so he's crowned with glory and honor, not as God there, but as man, because as the perfect man, he has dominion, just like God intended him to. Amazing, yeah. Right? And it yeah. is, like, it doesn't belong in chapter one. The spirit mm -hmm. put it in chapter two because that's where it belongs. And so the, those uh, unexpected things, like you were saying, you, you can leave that question mark there. But when the spirit opens that truth to you, like, how exciting mm -hmm. is that? And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing I would add to that, and that is why it's so important to learn, to read the Bible, especially as Christians, to say the whole Bible, the Bible, you've heard the, term, the saying of like saying the Bible, it's its own commentary, like you have that question in Hebrews, so if you had started reading Hebrews as just a, you know, first newborn believer, you'd be like, okay, what is this? But as you read your Bible, let's say you, you know, you studied the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, 
those things start sometimes the Holy Spirit starts, you know, okay, I have a question here, but I remember reading something like this. Hmm. The Spirit start helping you, you know, he's the best teacher we can have. He starts helping you, you know, connecting the, those dots. You may not connect all of them, but you can have that connection. And that's why sometimes I just heard a testament, a testament recently about a kid who was really insightful she's about 12 about 11 years old and she was making really great connection to bible like how the the person who was helping her learn the bible who's an adult and it's like i've never thought about this but yeah this kid who's 11 years old she's making these connections i'm like wow so that's I just wanted to point out that the importance of just reading the Bible as a whole, not just saying, especially as Christians nowadays, who would think, well, I don't need that stuff. That's of the old days. I need the new New Testament. Yeah, the New Testament is just a fulfillment of right. of the of the old, and they all connected. In fact, I might add to that as a personal experience. I think. I really appreciated God's heart as I read the Old Testament mm. more. I really appreciated God more. The Father, the more I read the Old Testament, I mm. could see him interacting with man in a very unique way. And I'll, I came to think, this is the same God who wants to know me, who died for me who has given me eternal hope and it, it just i mean i couldn't help actually but like cry you know i would just find myself crying because the old testament is so great so great so just wanted to add that in as yeah. you were explaining that yeah yeah and so we're looking at this idea of word analysis this isn't something that you were talking about this 11 year old you're this is just looking for those repeated, important, and unexpected words, phrases, and ideas. Um, this isn't a college course. Uh, yeah. This is you spending time with the text and, and just looking through it. Um, our second one, and we've referenced this idea of questions a good bit. Uh, the second one is what I call inquiry, which is basically just asking questions. Um, now through our time at the Bible study, one of my, one of the most frequent objections to this was, I can't, I don't have any questions. Right. <laughs> and so I said, well, then find them. Right. Because like you were saying, there are always going to be questions, uh, no matter how familiar you are with a text, there are some questions in there. And so I always set it at a minimum number, right? Find five or more questions. Because I, I think um, the more we practice asking questions, the more naturally they start to emerge. And uh, eventually, a lot of the, the ones who started at the Bible study who said, oh, I, I can't find any questions, they couldn't finish reading the passage uh, at the beginning of the study before they started asking questions. And um, so looking for questions, finding questions is uh, the second basic tool uh, in the 
believers toolbox yeah absolutely um questions that don't have to be uh, you know uh, college level kind of professorial uh kind of uh, questions they they can be they have they can be they need to be simple they start simple um uh and a story I, yes. oh, sorry yeah. and just i think uh, on top of that is this idea of authentic questions not authentic asking questions. a question not asking a question you know the answer to right because if it, if you're like oh well here's a question you know and, and writing them down but an actual and i think a lot of times people are afraid of authentic questions like we were talking about before to let the question mark sit there and say well i don't know this answer and and that's okay you know but but to have those authentic questions so you're you're gonna yeah i really think that um part of part of the i guess the part of the studying knowing about god we know about him because we ask questions we we develop these okay well uh the bible say god is a judge uh, the bible say god is merciful uh uh like okay how like a question like, okay though i don't see how that can um al align together how is it possible like Okay, there are several questions, fair questions. And I think God wants us to ask those questions in, uh, in the process of learning, knowing him. Yeah, I, I, I just um, a few weeks ago read through Habakkuk and uh, he, the prophet is asking questions about God's actions. How, God, how can you do this? Why don't you do this? Like, and so he... he he asks all these questions, but I love the spirit of the prophet where he says, I'm going to wait and I'm going to wait for instruction, mm. right? He's like, I've asked my questions and I'm just going to wait for God to teach me. Mm. And I think that's yes. the, the spirit we need to have. Yeah, absolutely. And God himself invites people to reason. So you see that in Isaiah, like, come, let us reason. And that, that word, it said the verb reason, it, it also, uh, it, it can also mean dispute, dispute. So it can be like an argument. And obviously this is an argument that I'm assuming this will be like some sort of healthy argument. So based on truth. So, and I think God wants us to come with an authentic heart to ask those questions and to look at his truth and humble ourselves because uh in in the process obviously either we are going to humble ourselves or he's going to definitely humble us and yeah. i've seen in my in my life and i know it's it's happened in your life in many other christians lives too yeah thank you so much christian with that we're going to go ahead and take a break um and then next week, we'll round out the four and finish with the other two this week. Uh, hopefully, you found this idea of word analysis as well as inquiry or asking questions very equipping and that you're able to put this into practice this coming week uh, with your own Bible study. Um, please tell your friends about the podcast. Spread the word. Find us on social media. Uh, send us an email. 
uh, if you have any questions or concerns. And until next time, enjoy the book of life.